Honor. Honor. Say honor. honor. Intimacy. Intimacy. And friendship. And friendship. Let's turn to John 3. Verse 34. Let's go to verse 33. He that hath received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. For he, for he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. Uh, so maybe the reason that a lot of people are not speaking the words of God because they ain't been sent. Uh, you know, they say some people were sent, some people just went. And the people that just went, they don't have uh, any power with their, with their winting because they hadn't been sent. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. And so anybody who receives uh, the son in the name of the son, uh, receives the father in the name of the father, receives the spirit in the name of the spirit. And so God does not give the spirit to you without measure. So you have or you uh, possess something that can't be measured. And so when I possess something that can't be measured, my life shouldn't be measured. And so um, your steps shouldn't be measured, your moves shouldn't be measured, uh, your encounters, your words, uh, your interactions should not be measured. Whenever you have a measurement, there's a limitation on it. And so you're not supposed to be limited. And so last week, we, we broke the measuring cups in our lives. And so this week, I want us to go a step further um, into a deeper relationship uh, and understanding of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because our, our relationship is supposed to be fresh. Somebody say fresh. Uh, don't nobody like no stale relationship. Uh, don't nobody like no stale bread. You know, you don't even like no stale chips. I mean, you know, you go, you go to the store and they've been had them chips in there for the last three years and you go buy them and then you chew on. And then sometimes, you know, you ever had chips, the expiration date ain't even came yet, but they still stale. Like how they stale? And you know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you got some cereal and you leave it open and then it gets stale. You're like why this cereal so hard? It ain't supposed to be this way, but it didn't got stale. And don't nobody like stale, you're gonna be like, ooh, this, this is how I like it here. No, you want something fresh. Say fresh. fresh. So our encounters with the Holy Spirit is supposed to be fresh. Um, the Holy Spirit must be honored in order to manifest. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit reveals the Son, right? And so the same way the Son operated, the Spirit operates. And so now, if Jesus couldn't do great works in his city because they didn't honor him, the Holy Spirit is not going to be able to do great works in your life if he's not honored in the same manner. Like, I have to honor the Holy Spirit for the person that he is in order for him to manifest in my life. And so we have, so honor, intimacy, and friendship. So intimacy, my intimacy with the Holy Spirit got to be fresh. My, because now if my intimacy with him, because the Holy Spirit knows all, right? He, know, he, he has infinite wisdom, infinite knowledge, infinite understanding of everything that is God. Everything that is you. 
So if I want access to that knowledge, that wisdom, that understanding, then I gotta have communication, right. partnership, fellowship. And so um, let's 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 turn let's turn real quick. Uh, let's go to First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter three. Verse 9. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. And uh, I believe in the uh, message translation we read that we are co-workers with God, working with him and working for him. So turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Give it to give me get it to me in the uh, King James and in the message. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. All right, now let's read it from the message. The amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Ghost be with all of you. So this is a, this is something that uh, the apostle believed that we needed in our lives. Go back to that verse, put the verse back up. We want that amazing grace. Yeah. Amazing grace. Look at you. You're ready for it, ain't you? But you cannot have that amazing grace without an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. You can't even have the extravagant love of God without intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Because I have to be made aware of what it is that I got. So even if grace was given to me, I don't know how deep that grace goes without, infant, without intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Who it is that's gonna reveal that grace to me? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's supposed to be revealing the Son to you. The same way the Son came to reveal the Father, the Holy Spirit came to reveal the Son. Because you can't get to the Father but by the Son, but you can't get to the Son but by the Holy Spirit. And so that's why Jesus say, I got to leave you with him because everything that I've left here in earth and on earth for you to be able to walk after, you need somebody that's going to be able to remind you and to bring back to your remembrance of who I am. And when they bring back to your remembrance of who I am, they bring back to your remembrance of who you are. And so you need them to get to me, to reveal me. But if you don't get to me, you can't even get to the Father. If you don't understand your standing with the Father, you can't stand with the Father. That's why righteousness, what righteousness mean? Being in right standing with God, right? You are the righteousness of Christ, ain't you? If you're the righteousness of Christ, being in right, because right standing really means uh, standing in the right position with the one who sent you. 
it don't mean just, uh, you know, uh, I'm in good standing with God because, you know, I'm a good Christian, so he look at me a good way, and so I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in his good grace, and he look at me, you know, like I'm a good student, or I'm a teacher's pet, and all like that. No, no, no. Being the righteous of God, being, I'm aware that I have the right to stand with him. Me and my father are one. My righteousness in Christ lets me know that me and my father are one. I got the right not to stand uh, far back away from him, but to stand right with him. And to be able to, because that's why Jesus say, it's not me that do the work, but it's the father in me that does the work. Because I am the righteousness of God. And so I'm in right standing with my father. I'm aware that I got the right to stand with him. And so when I walk into different areas in life, I know I got the right to stand with my father. Whatever I need in this moment, I'm not standing by myself. When I'm standing by myself, I get stressed out. When you got to handle something on your own, it's that pressure that you don't really want because it's that pressure that you can't handle. But when I understand that I, I stand with him, then it don't matter if I got to go in a fiery furnace. Because them three Hebrew boys, they ain't had no problem standing in there because there was a fourth man that was standing in there with them. And so I know that because I'm the, I got the right to stand with him, so not even the fire can touch me. Not even the fire that happens in life can touch you because I'm standing with my father. But how do I know that I can stand with him if I don't have intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because it don't even much matter. You know, some of y'all been in church a long time. You, you know, you've been filled for a long time. And so uh, I don't even know, uh, you know, the last time you even had uh, an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes, you know, once we, uh, once we get them, we think we got them. The same thing it took to get them, the same thing it takes to keep them. And so now, once we think, you know, I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I got the ability to speak and pray in tongues, and so uh, that's all I need right now. And so now, our encounters become common or normal because we don't even look at them the same way. We just look at them, oh yeah, we've we, we been married for 45 years. Yeah, that, yeah we, we had a real good love story. What about today? If you keep living back then, you're not gonna be able to manifest nothing right now. And so just cause you got the Holy Spirit back then, don't mean that my relationship, cause now if, 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 if uh, you know, uh, and you, ooh, ooh, you know, I asked the Holy Spirit to expose you this morning. So if, if, if this hits you, then, you know, just let it hit you. You know, let it carve out that thing in you and just get it out you. But if, uh, if your marriage then becomes stale, then, uh, you know, because if you don't um, uh, get creative, uh, you know, you get tired of somebody coming to you the same way all the time. You know, uh, you got the same approach 
every time. She know what you want straightway because you do the same thing every time. And so now there's no anticipation or excitement because you approach me the same way every time. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's responsible for keeping it fresh. But when I'm in partnership, I got a part to play in the freshness of my relationship. So he's going to reveal fresh things to me, but I got to approach him in a fresh way. Because, all right. If you've been doing the same thing for three years, we ain't even gonna go over a long, just three years. Um, it is long, that's a long time, man. That's a long time. But if you just go in three years, and you know, cause now, if you don't think of me any better to do anything different, then that goes to show you how you feel about me. Because if you just think, you know, I'm not. Then I'm just like, you know, tell me I'm pretty. Tell me how you don't tell me something else different than you've been telling me. Because once you do that, I already know what time it is. You know, you come up and say, hey, baby. <laughs> I already know what you want. <laughs> you don't never want to rub my feet, but now today you want to rub my feet. What you want? <laughs> but now my encounters with the Holy Spirit, it can't be the same way, because now they the same way. Uh, then uh, how can I expect uh, a new adventure or a fresh adventure without fresh interaction? You gotta stop trying to just go in your closet all the time and you know, you got your, you got your certain way that you like to you know, get in the spirit and you, you got the same routine every time. You got the same little prayer you pray every day. Because, because what it does, because the Holy Spirit, because it's really for you. Because it, it helps your expectations when you do something a little different. When she never been somewhere and you take her somewhere, you got some expectations for something different to happen. Every anniversary, we go to the same restaurant. We do the same thing every year. We done been on the same vacation for the last 12 years. Let's go somewhere else. I'm tired of going to the same place every year. But now, because now, because, all right, because, all right, I remember there was a time where we would go to Destin every year. So we didn't need no itinerary for Destin. Because once we went, we knew exactly what we was doing. And so we wasn't expecting anything new to happen. We know we're going to the outlet. Well, we know we, when we first get there, we know we're going to the store, get some groceries. Then we're going uh, back to the house, you know, get settled in. We ain't going nowhere that first day. Everybody resting. <laughs> then that second day, you know, first lady won't wake everybody up 
at 7 in the morning talking about it's breakfast time. Don't nobody want no breakfast. We on vacation. Wake, wake me up at 11 for breakfast. I don't want no 7 a.m. breakfast. Oh, it's, it's too early to be waking up. You waking me up that early. I don't want to sleep in, so. But no, we, we, it's the same routine. And so now it becomes routine and it becomes normal. It becomes rigmarole. It becomes ratchet because it's the same thing over and over. And so now I'm only expecting to receive it one way because that's the only way that I'm positioning myself to receive it. And so now I'm not, I'm not even put in a position for fresh because I'm still in the same uh, fashion that I've been in all these years. So you got a part to play in keeping it fresh. Because even with uh, communication, you know, you know, I know y'all ain't had to text too much back in the day, but I know, you know, y'all, you sent letters? No, you sent love letters? What y'all, y'all sent pigeons back then? Nah, I'm messing with y'all, I'm messing with y'all. <laughs> but you know, with communication, because uh, in today's day, you know, we like to text, right? But even with texting, texting ain't the end all be all. Because in texting, you don't get uh, the true nature of what somebody is saying through that text message. I didn't see a lot of arguments pop off because of misinterpreted text messages. Well, I thought you meant, well, I thought, no, I didn't mean, I just, I said what I meant. You just took it another kind of way. But there's a misinterpretation. And so even with, you could text somebody, you know, uh, you could text somebody for eight months and you could feel like you know that person. But until there's a face-to-face, -face, there's actual communication, then we don't know what's what. Because anybody could talk over text message. You know, everybody got game over text message. Because, you know, text message, you got time to think about what you won't send back. So if you text me, if I won't take four hours to figure out the perfect message to send back, then I take that time and I send it back. And you think, oh, man, look at him. He did he this and he that. It took me four hours to get that. But in real life, you ain't got four hours. I see what's in you in a moment's notice. And so in communion, because you need to have fresh communion, fresh fellowship, and fresh friendship. Because uh, romance ain't even the apex of your love. A lot of times when we think about love, we go straight to romance. Romance, romance is elementary in love. That's not even the apex of what love is. And so, uh, let's turn, because I need fresh friendship. Let's turn. Let's turn to James. I want to read this. Give me James 4 in the Passion Translation. Tell somebody, keep it fresh. Because, you know, no, no, no kind of technology uh, is going to be better for you 
than the Holy Spirit. I don't care how good the iPhone 11 is, it ain't better for you than the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, give me James, James, uh, James 4 in the Passion Translation. Let's start at verse 1. What is the cause of your conflicts and quarrels with each other? Doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? You jealously want what others have, so you begin to see yourself as better than others. You scheme with envy and harm others to selfishly obtain what you crave. That's why you quarrel and fight. And all the time you don't obtain what you want because you won't ask God for it. And if you ask, you won't receive it, for you're asking with corrupt motives, all right. seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. You have become spiritual adulterers who are having an affair, an unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world's value places you at odds with God? Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Does the scripture mean nothing to you that says, the spirit that God breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us? The spirit is a jealous lover because he want to spend time with you. You, uh, you, when you avoid spending time with the spirit, you make yourself an enemy of God. Because the very thing that I've given you, you, because now I can't think of the Holy Spirit as an entity or as a thing or as a tool, but I got to think of him as a person, as a partner, as a friend. Because now I got to see him as the being that he is. Because now when I neglect spending time with the Holy Spirit, I neglect spending time with God. Because the Holy Spirit is God. He's the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of Christ. He's the Spirit of truth. So when I avoid spending time with him, I avoid spending time with God. So how does that make God feel about your relationship with him? Because I know a lot of times we like to think that our relationship with God is separate from our relationship with Jesus or our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like we, like to, we like to break them into different parts. Oh, no, I love God, but how, how can you love God when you don't even spend time with the Holy Spirit? Because now you're only loving a portion of God and not the whole thing. When I don't spend time with the Word, I'm only loving a portion of God and not the whole thing. Because the Word of God, that's, that's Jesus. That's him. And so if I'm not spending time with that, and so now, how much time do you spend eating on a daily basis? Some of y'all eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, supper, <laughs> snacks, bedtime snacks, midnight snacks. Some, some of y'all get eight meals a day. But how many meals do you get in the spirit? How many meals do you eat in the spirit? Or, because when, when, when I, because, like, I have to understand, because that's why it can't just be in church. Because if you only uh, in love with God in here, then you real, you're really an enemy of him. 
Because my life is supposed to breathe relationships. And so I need fresh communion because there's, there's some things in life, like I don't need to go about it the same way that my mama went about it. I don't need to go the same ways. I need, I, need, I need a fresh revelation for what's going on right now. I need fresh insight for my life. Because the same thing that happened 20 years ago, that's different right now. I need something fresh. I need that. I can't, because then when I do that, I limit, I limit the spirit to the same pattern of doing things. God ain't never did nothing. Like, he, 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 don't, he don't, let me see. When God created the world, he used the Holy Spirit, right? Because we saw it in verse 2, the Holy Spirit breathed or moved upon the water. water. And so anything that God spoke, the Spirit delivered that. And so even in God's creation, the Spirit uh, does it a different way. And so I have to be able to give the Spirit uh, leeway in my life to do it a different way. That's why tradition can't be so deep down rooted in my heart. Because you know, you know, tradition says, no, this is the way that we've done it. This is the way that we've always did it. This is the way we're going to always do it. And so maybe your relationship with the Holy Spirit is traditional. Somebody said, no, I'm not a traditional. No, you're traditional if there's no other way for you to get it. If you got to get it, this, like, if, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you hear from the Holy Spirit? Because I like hearing from the Holy Spirit in whatever way he won't talk. That's why if he won't talk through lyrics, movies, whatever you won't speak to me through, speak to me through that. If I'm laying in a barbershop and I'm getting a black mask facial, speak to me. However, if you won't tell me something about the way that this facial takes impurities out of my skin and you tell me how you will take something out of my life, like I want to be able to receive however it is that you won't speak to me. I don't want to just go through the same rigmarole or the same fog and to just be doing something and not understanding and not being able to see what it is that you're showing me. So the Holy Spirit, he, re- he, got, he got wisdom, he got insights, he going to reveal secrets and mysteries to you, but you got to be in a position to let him do it. You got to be in a position to receive. Because when I'm not in a position to receive, I, uh, I'm in a deficit. And so deficit breeds defeat. And so when I'm with the spirit, there is no defeat in my life. There is no deficit in my life. There's nothing that I'm lacking in my life. But I got to be with my partner. I got to be with my friend. Let me see. Hold on. Let's turn. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go to something Jesus said right quick. Let's go to John. Let's go to John 15. John 15, let's go to verse 13. No, let's go to verse 12, because some of y'all need to hear this one. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. Say, I am a friend of Jesus. If you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. 
So the same way that Jesus works is the same way the Holy Spirit works. So all things that are to be made known to me are going to be made known by the Holy Spirit. So I got to be in close, intimate friendship with him. He got to be my friend because there's no greater love than a man that lay down his life for his friends. Jesus already laid down his life for you and I. And so now there's no greater position for you to be in than to be a friend. This Jesus say that? Because, you know, we like to say, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, we, we, we like to be uh, biblically selective. But Jesus here is calling us his friends. Because anything that he does, anything that the Father tells him, he shares that with his friends. The Holy Spirit shares that with you and I. So if he's sharing that with you and I, then that must mean that he's my friend. And so if you've ever, uh, that's why you can't be, uh, that's why everybody can't be your friend. Because what a friend means is that what I got, you got. If you ain't got it and I got it, you got it. Because you're my friend. You know, if, if we just cool, if you ain't got it and I got it, you probably still ain't got it. And I hope you get it. But if you're my friend and you ain't got it and I got it, oh, you got it. No matter what it is. So now, you, everybody can have access to everything that you got. Everybody, because uh, now everybody won't be your friend then. Yeah, you know, I ain't got this today. Uh, you know, I need, I, need, I, need, I need $50. I ain't got it today. Come on, friend. You know, and then you ever notice people be calling you friend when they want something from you? They be like, hey, friend. What you want? Because friend means that whatever I got, you got it. So whatever wisdom of God that I got that you ain't got is yours. But in order for you to get what you ain't got from somebody that got it, you got to go talk to the one that got it. That's why uh, I, uh, I, I, I talked to uh, somebody I'm cool with. I about to say my friend, but somebody I'm cool with yesterday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, 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 I get the statement, but I don't like the statement. Uh, you ever heard the statement, you know, uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room? And I get it because it's supposed to uh, always have you in a position of wanting to learn more. But I believe that sometimes you need to be the smartest person in the room because they got some uh, people who ain't the smartest in the room that need your smartness. So if you're not in the room, when they need you in the room, then how are they going to get what they got to get? And so let the Holy Spirit be the smartest person in the room today. Let whatever knowledge or wisdom or uh, mysteries that need to be uncovered in your life or secrets that's being hidden from you, let him be the one to reveal those things to you. And so any room that I go in, I got to make sure that the Holy Spirit is the smartest person in the room. That's right. That's right. I don't care who I'm in the room with, whether they be 44 or 45. The Holy Spirit is the smartest person in the room. I don't care how many degrees you got. I don't care how long you've been in school. You could have been in school since you was, uh, since you was three to the year you was 45. 
I don't care how long you've been in school. Your smarts don't outweigh the smarts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The voice, because now, because uh, you need to change uh, the way you move sometimes, too. Because sometimes uh, when somebody asks you for something, you need to tell them, uh, I'm going to have to talk to my partner about that. Something, you know, you be trying to be, you know, you're trying to be friendly and cordial and you try to, you know, appease the person. I need to talk to my partner about that. And they think you're talking about your husband or your wife or, you know, somebody. Uh -uh, I need to talk to the Holy Spirit because uh, he's the one that's going to let me know if I need to do this or not. Because everything that sounds good ain't good. So I need to know, like, when you begin to, because, you know, we talk about actually, uh, because I know a lot of times we think just praying in the Spirit is communing with the Holy Spirit. And that's a part of it. But sometimes you need to ask some questions. You need to have actual conversations with the Spirit. You don't need to just be going up in there. Because now when you're when you, uh, when you only praying in the Spirit, uh, a lot of times that's you doing a whole lot of this and not a lot of this. But communication works both ways. You talking and listening. So you need to be able to talk to the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit dwells in you. And so I need to talk to him to be able to see what I need to do in this situation. You know, they pressure me to do this, do that. But Holy Spirit, what do I need to do right now? You the one who knows you'll lead me and guide me in all truth. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. That's why I'm leaving him here with you. So now when a lie come up, you'll be leading and guided into all truth because he with you. You ain't got to worry about being deceived by nobody because you got the spirit of me with you. So if I got the spirit of truth with me to lead me and to guide me into all truth, why would I not talk to that spirit? I receive. Why would I not talk to the one who's been given to me to lead me and guide me? He my comforter. He my friend. He my helper. If I need help, I need to talk to somebody who can give me some help. You know, if you need help or something, you don't want to talk to nobody who don't know nothing. Because they ain't got nothing to offer you. But you got to talk to somebody who knows some things. And now the Holy Spirit knows all things. So why is your conversation so short? Or do you think you know it all? You think you deep in the spirit. You think you think you're well schooled in the spirit. You think you know all of these things, but now I gotta be communing with my partner. Cause we got deals to make. Uh, you can't be on one end of the table, me on the other end of the table. We gotta be together. Cause you know, uh, you know when you when you're making a deal, you know sometimes you ever seen it where they kind of just lean over and they kind of whisper to each other. Nobody else know what they're saying, but they know what they're saying. Because you're my partner, we talking, this ain't everybody else's business. What me and you talking about ain't for everybody else to know. What y'all two talk about ain't for everybody else to know. Because when you're in partnership with somebody, there's trust, there's safety, uh, and there's intimacy. So now the, 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 the things that you express to me about yourself that you've never told anybody else, I'm not going to spread that to nobody else. That's between me and you. So when I'm with the Holy Spirit, 
I'm able to get some of them things off my chest. Because uh, the Holy Spirit not just holy, but he the most holy. That's why in Jude 20, it's a praying the Holy Spirit, building yourself up in your most holy faith. Because in the Spirit am I most holy. He the most holy. So now if I need to walk into most holiness, I need to be with the one who is most holy. The Holy Spirit, like my communion with the Holy Spirit uh, is the foundation for any manifestation that's going to take place in my life. So that's why I need to be fresh. That's why it don't need to be stale. That's why it don't need to be the same thing that it was last week. It don't need to be the same way it was yesterday. Stop, you know, even, you know, I, even, you know, if anybody's ever gotten good morning texts, you know, you get tired of getting the same good morning text every morning. Send me a different good morning text. Send me a gif or something. Send me something different. Don't just send me good morning, beautiful. You said that for the past three months. Send me something else. I'm getting tired of that. So when you greet the Holy Spirit, stop greeting him the same way. Think of a new way to interact and commune with him. Set the table. Set the mood. Light a candle. Do something different. Do something fresh. If you want fresh, you got to give fresh. So stay fresh, my friends. If I want the fresh, I can't just, you know, every time, you know, walk up the same way. No. Holy Spirit, even if I got to walk up and I want to hit a little spin with it, I got to do something a little different. I got to do something different. I got to, because now when I do something different, I'm expecting something different. I'm not expecting for you to say something uh, that you've already said or say something the same way you've already said it. I'm expecting some new words. That's why I like the old school, because they always had a new rap. Like, they always had a new line they hit you with. Like, I don't know where they came up with this stuff. But they, you know, they say stuff that, you know, they bring the moon and they bring a peanut butter sandwich into the same sentence and it just make it everything good. Be like, man, I ain't never had a sandwich that good. You put the peanut butter and the moon on my sandwich and you fed it to me, what? It's like, they bring it together, but it's always something fresh. They sit there and they, you know, they, they, they go over and they write lines down to where when they meet you or greet you the next time, they got something new that they saying. They got something fresh. You didn't heard that one before. I'm going to hit you with something you never heard before. But in order for me to hit you with something you never heard before, I got to put myself in a position. I got to spend time. I got to mean something to me. Because if you don't mean nothing to me, I just, hey, how you doing? What up? Like every time I see you, you know, it's just kind of the same thing. just kind of, you know. Good to see you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for visiting today. Yes, sir. Thank you for being with me. And he's just like, all right, all right. Enough of that. Rub my back next time. You know, do something a little different. You feel me? So now in your engagement, your interactions, your communion with the Holy Spirit, today, this week, do something different. You want to hear something different? Put yourself in a position to hear something different. Here's something fresh. I can't, I can't be stale. I can't be routine. 
you gotta switch it up. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta switch it up. The same way you is. The same way you like things. The Holy Spirit is a person. If you want something fresh, then you gotta give something fresh. You gotta set up a fresh interaction. You gotta set up a fresh communion, a fresh relationship, a fresh friendship. It gotta be fresh. Because so, I, I want that contact to be fresh. You know, they used to call them old man fresh. So I, know, I know, man, I know my granddaddy, Abraham Phillips. But oh, 92 years old. I don't care who you is. He rubbed that arm, boy, and caressed you. Well, I don't care if you a nurse or whatever. And you know, uh, you know, the, you know those, those older fellas. They be like real fresh, and they have no boundaries. So they might go ahead and caress something that didn't need to be caressed at the time. You don't even belong to them, but you know that's just how fresh they is. But, so even if you ain't never touched that part of the Holy Spirit before, you can't be scared to touch him right there. You can't be scared to approach him right there. You can't be scared to make contact right there. Because right there is going to be the place, the thing that you've been waiting to hear, the thing that you've been waiting to be revealed. But you've been sitting here the same way. He's just like, no, it's, it's in the other spot. So you got to switch spots. Oh, Jesus, you got to change positions. You gotta switch it up. You gotta switch it up. You gotta switch it up. This real life. I'm trying to help your marriage today too. Switch it up, Kendrick. You gotta do something fresh. The Holy Spirit is anticipating fresh engagement. So in order to, because now if I, if I want to deliver something fresh to you, it got to be done. Like the table got to be set fresh, right? So it got to be in a different way. I can't, I, I just can't be, uh, like I'm tired of coming, sitting in the same spot every time. Take me somewhere different. Take me somewhere new. Take me somewhere I ain't never been before. Talk to me different. That's just how it gotta be. And so now, make that, make that your goal this week. For fresh communion with the Holy Spirit. Fresh contact. Fresh communication. How young are you? How young I am? How young you is? 83. 83. And at 83, the Holy Spirit is gonna tell you something that you ain't never heard before some things that in your family that you've been trying to unlock, the Holy Spirit gonna reveal to you how to take care of that. The Holy Spirit, Ms. Velma, anything that you need, the Holy Spirit is right there to deliver it to you. You know, a lot of times, whenever you're dealing with something, 
praying in the Holy Spirit relieves a lot of weight off of you. Because it takes you outside of yourself and it puts you in your Father. A lot of times we deal with stuff and in our mind, we can't handle it. But the minute, the moment that we go into the Spirit, we communicate with the Holy Spirit, all weights are lifted off of us. So whatever, whatever, whatever hurt, whatever pain, the Holy Spirit is designed to comfort that thing. He got a special hand that he gonna rub that thing with. He got a way to caress you that you ain't never been caressed before. Because a part of his description is to strengthen you. To comfort you and to strengthen you. I'm gonna let you know that it's all right and I'm gonna show you how it's gonna be all right. I'm gonna show you how to walk this thing out. But you gotta know who I am. You gotta commune with me that way. I'm here to make your life easy. I'm here for you to walk like you ain't never walked before. You. Because, you know, it was, it was the Holy Spirit that was with Jesus when he walked on that water. The same spirit that moved on the water in Genesis was the same spirit that moved on the water when Jesus began to walk on that thing. Because even though this thing seems impossible, when you're in partnership with the Holy Spirit, the impossible becomes possible. The thing people didn't think that you was able to do becomes the very thing. So now, the boat is going, the wind rocking. But how in the middle of that is Jesus able to walk on water? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you. So if I got resurrection powerful spirit living in me, then what thing in my life can I not rise above? What thing that's less than me am I not able to tread on? Because Jesus, he defied all laws when he walked on water. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus had to live in me. From the spirit of death. So even uh, when death is in the picture, the spirit erases death. Because like death cannot reside where life is. As long as the spirit is in your body, you are alive and well. The body that, the body that God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus created did not have life in it until God breathed the spirit into that body. And so now, John 6, 63, the spirit gotta be the thing that make you alive. And so now, if there's any situations in your life that seem to be decayed or dead, once I'm in part, because now when I'm in partnership with the Holy Spirit, we speak the same. And so now, the word that I speak 
is uh, is cosigned by the Spirit. He endorses the word that I speak. And so now the word that I speak, that's how they become spirit and they are life because I'm speaking them in the Spirit. And so now when I'm speaking life words in the Spirit, the dead situations, they got to come alive because the Spirit is in my words. That's why, the, that's why the Scripture without the Spirit is a death sentence. It don't profit nothing. But when I put the Spirit in there, then do those words have life. So maybe there's things that you've been speaking to with Scripture, but that Scripture ain't had no life because it has not been made alive in you. But when that scripture becomes alive in you, when the spirit breathes on that thing and reveals that thing to you, and that thing becomes in you and abides in you, then when you speak that thing, you're not speaking a dead scripture, but you're speaking the very given life source that's within you. So now when I speak the spirit, I'm, and so now I'm not just speaking the word only, that word got spirit coded. It's coded with the spirit. And so now when I speak the word, I'm speaking spiritual words, not just man's words, not words of man's wisdom. I'm speaking the actual word of God. Because when God spoke, the spirit was in his speech. So that's why his word can't return to him void, because the spirit is making sure that it accomplished the very thing where God sent it to. And so if the spirit making sure that God's words accomplished what he sent it to, when I speak the words in the spirit, my words got to do the same thing. I can't, I, can't, I can't send them nowhere and they come back to me how I sent them. They got to go accomplish the very thing that I sent them to do. And so now if I need life in something, when I speak that word, you speak that word infused with the spirit. For now, that's just words on a paper. But now, when I got the spirit that didn't breathe on them words and made them words alive to me, now them for now means a whole different thing when I got the spirit with it. When it's just when it's just Peggy by herself and you just talking, ain't no power there. I receive. Because you ain't got nothing backing you. But Latoya, when you got something backing you, you can speak with a different kind of boldness because I know that it ain't me that got to make this happen. That's why Jesus wasn't scared to be about that action. That's why he wasn't scared to talk that talk because he knew that it wasn't him I received that was doing the talking, but it was the Father doing the talking in him. But now if I got the Spirit attached to what I'm saying, it makes it different. I'm not just, I'm not just reading some words off a of paper, but I'm reading words that got legs. Those words can travel somewhere. They can go somewhere. Cause you know when you, cause you know you ever heard uh, I'm talking on deaf ears. That mean that it, it wasn't it wasn't the ears that was deaf. It was the words that was deaf. The words ain't have power to penetrate those ears. But now when I got the spirit, I got penetrating power. My words, my my words shoot sharp. I receive. They go and accomplish the very thing that I sent them to. So now whatever it is that you need to manifest in your life. Because the spirit is the one that manifests it. So now, when I speak those words, I'm not speaking those words as something I heard, but it's something that I heard from God's mouth, from God's very mouth, by the spirit. And so now, when I take his words, connect them to the spirit, that's living in me, and I speak those things, they got to come to pass just like God. It's just as if God said it. So now you become the mouthpiece of God. 
and so you say what he say. And so the Spirit tell you something, and so now I need to manifest and create something in my life. What it is that you need to create and manifest in your life? Well, that's a question. Put it on your mind right now. You give those words life by the Spirit. Because you, you by yourself can't do it, Pedro. That's why confession don't work. Confession without the Spirit don't work. Because if, if, if confession work in and of itself, then a lot of us have a lot more from our confessions. But confession without the Spirit don't mean nothing. You can confess, confess, confess all you want. But it don't, it don't carry no power unless they got some power back in it. So when I put the Spirit with it, then is there power. But there's no power without the Spirit. There's no power without the Word. That's why it's a two-cycle fuel. Like, I need the Word and the Spirit. Because when I got both of them co company together, tell me what I can't do. Tell me what I can't manifest. Tell me what I can't say that has to manifest in my life. You give things too much choice when you don't put it with the Spirit. So now when you say something, you give it too much choice if you don't, if you don't couple that thing with the Spirit. Because now when I put it with the Spirit, the thing that I speak to ain't got no choice but to listen. That's why Jesus, when he cursed that fig tree, that fig tree ain't have a choice. Jesus wouldn't talk about himself, I curse you in the name of Jesus. That's what we be doing, huh? But we don't even have his character like that. We don't even have his anointing like that. Because we don't believe in him like that. Because if you believe me, you'll keep my commandments. You follow in my footsteps. You do the things that I've set before you to do. But now that thing got to obey you. Because you're talking different. You got something different in your belly. Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That living water ain't natural water, but that's spiritual water. That's, that's water that the Holy Spirit put his foot in and he stir up on the inside of you. And so now when that, when that water gets stirred up, it start flowing out of you. And so now when you, got, when, you got, when you got stirred up word flowing out of you, then they gotta stir up some stuff in your life. Some stuff that, that, that uh, you know, cause ain't nothing worse, uh, you know, stale water, it bring mosquitoes with it. Water that just stands still like that, it bring mosquitoes and what mosquitoes do, they bring disease. And so now if I don't want no disease in my life, in my finances, in my family, I can't have that water be still. That water gotta be stirred up. And so the spirit is the one that do that stirring. And so now, Maurice, you begin to speak stirred words. You begin to speak spirit words. I don't care, Maurice, I don't care what it is. If the spirit speaks to you, don't, uh, don't have nobody make you think that you ain't here from the spirit. You speak and you believe what the spirit say. No matter what it is, whatever it is your heart desires. You speak it. You speak it. You hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Do the rest of y'all hear me? Yes, sir. You speak it. Don't be scared to speak. But don't speak on your own. Speak with the spirit. Because now, the same way the spirit moves upon the waters, it's going to move on your situation. 
is gonna create. Yeah. That's that's what he that's what he made for. Yeah. He designed to create. Because when God made the world, remember it's in the beginning, God made the world and the world was without form. It was void. There was, there, there was something that was missing in the big picture. But as soon as it says that, it says then the spirit of God moved on the water. Because now when the spirit moves, it's time for action. It's time for some stuff that wasn't there to be made manifest in this present moment. So now when you speak those things, the spirit go begin to move on your situation. It's gonna be, but before it move on your situation, it's gonna move in you. Cause what a, what a, we just talked about it. What a living water is that? It's in you. So he gonna move on that water before he move on any other water. But he can't move on this water if I don't spend time with him. If I don't commune with him, I don't give him free. If I don't honor him and invite him. Uh, to be able to move on my behalf. I'm going to move with him. It, you know, it ain't no fun to dance by yourself. It's, it's, but it's, Sammy, it's much better to dance with somebody. To dance with the spirit. Lock step. Step by step. When he move, you move. When he step, you step. When he leap, you leap. When he fly, you fly. Yes, sir. Same thing. That's my. That's in my DNA. Yes, sir. That's in your DNA. Yes, to move like that. Come on. That if, if it if it were not so, then why would Jesus do it? Because the same way that I function, I want you to function like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you another comforter. Come on. Another helper, another strengthener, another coach to be able to, because you know, a lot of times you need to be coached. Sometimes you don't know what play to run. And so a, a good coach know the exact play that needs to be run. Because sometimes, you know, this used to frustrate me by LSU, they used to just run, run, run. Sometimes it ain't time for a run. Sometimes you got to mix it up. Sometimes you think it's time to run, but it's really time for a flea flicker. It's really time for a Hail Mary. It's really time to hit somebody in the slot. But if I don't let the Holy Spirit coach me, then I'm not going to know what play to run. And so now if I get stopped, dang, I didn't know what, I ran the wrong play. But if I would have talked to my coach, he would have told me what play to run. He would have told me how to get the touchdown. He would have told me how to win the game. But if I don't commune with him, then I'm stuck on my own. And so uh, there's, there's, there's a prayer I want you to pray. Hold on. Everybody stand to your feet. Repeat after me. Holy Spirit, radically expand my understanding of who you are. Help me see your personality and role as my comforter, helper, and friend, and friend like, never before. like never before. Help me, Help me to never again, to never again limit, limit your presence, your presence power, power, or voice, or voice in, my life. in my life. Amen.
Because I don't know if you know or not, but the, the spirit is present right now. But a lot of times we're not aware of his presence. But he's present right here, right now. And not just uh, in theory or in essence, but I could feel him. It's a whole lot different when you can feel something. Because even in your unbelief, you can feel something, you believe it. But the Holy Spirit is present right now. And so uh, may his presence go with you throughout today. And may he uh, reveal and unravel some things in your life. Uh, some mysteries and some secrets, uh, some things that's been covered up. I ask that the Holy Spirit uh, uncover those things and unveil those things. Because the veil is the thing that's keeping you out of what God has promised for you to be. And so now he'll expose those things and remove the veil. The veil, you know, they say the veil was rod in two. And so from the top down, so there, there could be no, no, no thought that a man did it. It had to be God. And so may the spirit rip that veil uh, in your life today, anything that's keeping you out, uh, or keeping things hidden from your view site, things that's happening behind your back or in the shadows that you don't know about that's, uh, that's, that's meant to harm you or to bring you down. May the Spirit reveal those things and, and show you how to deal with them to where you deal with them with the love of Christ. And so may your life be impacted today and that you be able to impact somebody else's life. May your communion, may your friendship, may your fellowship, may your contact, may your relationship with the Holy Spirit be better than it's ever been before. May, may a fire be rekindled in, 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 your, in your gut today. May, may a fire uh, be, be made afresh in you to where the same, the same feeling that you felt, uh, the same way that you thought about the Holy Spirit when you first received him, that, that, that thing becomes to be reborn in you today. And so you go forth out of here with a fresh relationship with the Holy Spirit, never to be the same again, to where you won't be the same and your relationship won't be the same. Your life goes from level to level, from dimension to another dimension. So where the spirit submarine you into dimensions of the spirit in your life that you're not able to breathe in on your own. But the spirit will give you divine inspiration and divine covering and divine transport to be able to go into those places uh, with him. And so may he, may he sit with you and rest with you today and may this, this tangible uh, presence uh, cover you and cloak you uh, and enwrap and envelop you today. Uh, and every day after this. And may every day be a fresh enveloping. May every day be a fresh wrapping. May every day be a fresh wrapping and a fresh unwrapping. To where you'll be able to unwrap uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit and be able to see him for who he truly is. And to where your partnership grows stronger and stronger, uh, that the very life force of God be evident in your life. To a manifestation and demonstration uh, be, be made known in your life. And demonstration only comes by the spirit and power. And so we thank you, oh God, for the spirit, uh, that, they that the spirit touches the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice. And they leave uh, here today with a fresh relationship. That their communion today be different than it's ever been before. That you come deeper and stronger than you've ever come before. That you come with something fresh that they have not heard before. And so we thank you for it now. Uh, we, we honor and reverence uh, the Spirit of God, uh, for he is the one who knows uh, all of your thoughts, God. 
He knows your heart's desires. He knows your intents and plans for our life. Every plan that you have for our life, God, because you have multiple and multiple plans, God, the Holy Spirit knows those plans. And so he knows how to build our life to the blueprint of those plans. And we thank you for giving him to us. Thank you, Jesus, for leaving us with the helper. Thank you for leaving us with the comforter and the strengthener to be able to strengthen us to walk this life that you have walked before us and we're able to walk into new levels and new dimensions and new realms in the spirit. And so we thank you and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen.